Our presenting sponsor is MyBookie.ag. Winning season is back at MyBookie, and they're offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars of prizes each week don't miss out on week two action enter promo code sgp to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit that's sgp only at DraftKings. we're also brought to you by betql want to get an advantage over the sports books with nba nhl college football mlb and the nfl back in action you need to download betql the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season head to betql.co and enter promo code sgp20 for 20 percent off your first subscription that's betql.co promo code sgp20 and finally we're brought to you by ace per head ace is the leader in paper head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book plus ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com sgp that's aceperhead.com sgp hello Welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and I am here with co-host Zach Swissbank Broner. Um, man, I can't tell you what a crazy night of basketball it was last night. I mean, uh, if you watch basketball, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I won't get into it too much because I want to give the floor first to the biggest Jokic fan I know. Zach, go ahead. Tell me, tell me what you saw <laughs> from the team last night, and uh, just what you've seen from this team in the last two series. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Uh, it very, very, very great, great win last night for the Nuggets. Very exciting. We were popping off in the slack last night. We just, yeah, people coming out of nowhere, just mile high fucking basketball in all caps, just throwing it out there. So glad that we're keeping that yeah. trend going. Um, but yeah, just a, just um. I thought it was a really special win for the Nuggets last night. I know we're going to get into the game and kind of bigger takeaways, but just to start with these playoffs, I mean, people forget that this Nuggets team, all the all the clip, all the excuses that the Clippers are throwing out there about their issues with COVID nineteen and fatigue and all that, the Nuggets had that and then some. You're talking about a team that's still missing a starter in Will Barton. Gary Harris not only had COVID nineteen but also had a hip issue. Um, in the bubble and, and and into that Jazz series, that's another starter and your best perimeter defender. You have you know Monte Morris ha- had COVID nineteen. You this was a team that in their first game in the bubble was starting Bull Bull at shooting guard, and this was a team that yeah. we were we were questioning. <laughs> oh, are they just going to kind of fade away here in the bubble because they're not healthy and you know and and Jokic had COVID nineteen as well uh, coming off that Serbian event with no with Novak Djokovic. So you know. This Nuggets team was both, you know, from an objective perspective, kind of hamstrung coming into this run, and they were being counted out by, you know, I'll admit it, I I definitely did not see the Nuggets winning this series, so I'm I'm in that camp as well. But you know, they they start out the Utah series going down four, going down three one through four games, look absolutely terrible on the defensive end. All of a sudden, this team is playing like a top ten defense, Um, and and we're we're, going to talk about that more, but. They really, really got after it, especially once Gary Harris returned. 
they're continuing to defend at a high level and sort of change the narrative around who they are as a team. And that makes them more, you know, built for a playoff run. Jeremy Grant becoming an elite three and D player. I mean, that comes out of nowhere. He looks mm-hmm. like a long-term piece for them on the wing. Um, just totally emerging in this playoff run. So just kind of the entire group rising to the occasion that obviously starts with, uh, starts and ends with, with Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. Jokic was just sick in this series and in this game. This, this game was just ridiculously fun. Triple double that behind the back pass that that over the head, uh, backwards pass to Jamal Murray. Um, and what followed was, I thought a really dirty foul by Patrick Beverly, but that was just a fun moment to top it off. And, um, yeah, I, I, I ran it there, but just sick win, sick uh, playoff run. And, look, this is the only team in the NBA to improve their record each of the last four seasons. Alongside that, they've taken another step each of the last four seasons. And you look at building around Jokic and Murray, I mean, Pat Pat Bev and Dan Lillard, they, they kind of got in that beef about, uh, or, or Paul George, keep running from the grind. Um, but the Nuggets have just... They've embraced it, and they've continued to grow every year, and they, they haven't made a big move yet. They've kind of just let this young core develop, and now they they're have a shot against uh, King James here in the conference finals. But what did you think as, as an objective? <laughs> I got to say, yeah, you're, I'm with you. I, I counted this Nuggets team out, not because they're not a very talented team, but because they went through so many issues early on in the bubble with having a lot of injuries, having COVID-19 players out um, you know, Jokic uh, came back skinny, which was a bit of a which kind of threw everybody. But you know what? He he came back. He came back in shape, which it definitely seemed like um, he hasn't done in previous stints when he's had time off. Um, and that was with having COVID nineteen. So maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But I I'm with you. I what I think gets overlooked. And we'll get into all the like nitty gritty of of the game, but I think what really gets overlooked is this Nuggets organization and just how good they have been since lose since so so after 2014 when they they fired George Carl and had that whole George Carl era, which was a really fun era of basketball. They lost Executive of the Year Messiah. Masai Ujiri to go to the, he went to the Raptors and he got executive of the year because he got such a haul back for that Carmelo Anthony trade which you don't usually get so many great players back for a star like that so just kind of starting there starting from 2015 you would think that Tim Conley would get talked about more as some of the great GMs or you know front office guys in the NBA but you almost never hear about him like you hear about Sam Presti of the Thunder or Daryl Morey of the Rockets. And and they, those guys have had just as much success, if not less, than than uh, Tim Conley and, and the Nuggets. Why is that? Why are they been flying under the radar? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. And, uh, and we be like Tim Conley has absolutely you look at the, the talent that's been identified on this team. There isn't a top five pick on this team. Jamal Murray came from outside of top five. Gary Harris was late first. Porter Jr. was late lottery. Um, Jeremy Grant was late first. Obviously, Jokic coming from 41st. Torrey Craig, Monte Morris, second round picks. I mean, they've put together a ragtag bunch and continue to get better every year. And you, you look at this franchise, I mean, they are one of the models of consistency and, and, and sort of winning culture 
all of the last five to ten years, like you just said. I mean, I, I think they're you look at a team like the Boston Celtics, um, I, I would put the Nuggets on a very similar run for them in the last five years. They sort of fractured an old team and have rebuilt around young stars, continue to make noise in the playoffs every year, and yet you have this sort of circle jerk around Danny Ainge and Tim Connolly isn't getting mentioned. And, and, and now you look at the pipeline they've built. You know, Karniskovic goes from the Nuggets. He gets the Bulls GM job this summer. Now Calvin Booth, he's mm-hmm. the number two in Denver right now. He's the lead candidate for the Kings job. Um, so th- this just looks like a really stable. And, and how about M- Mike Malone too? Uh, we we should definitely bring him up. You know, I was going to yeah, I have. I was going to say like I'm going to give Tim Crowley credit for for hiring him as well. I mean, you know, Mike Malone, his first uh, head coaching job. For the fucking uh, Sacramento Kings, he didn't even last half the season. He didn't even last until Christmas of his first season, and he got fired from the Kings for going like eleven and fifteen. And then uh, Tim Conley had the balls to bring him in and stick with him, and he has been absolutely one of the best coaches in the league. And now we're gonna take a quick break for a word from our presenting sponsor, and you know who that is. It is my bookie. That is the place you want to be if you want to get involved in winning season because winning season is right now at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane player props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. I mean, if you are in our NBA Slack, you will hear us, or not hear us, you will read us talking about chasing live lines all the time when we're watching NBA games. That's where you want to do it. On my bookie, they have some of the best live lines, and it keeps you really engaged in the game. And if you pick wrong to begin with, it's fun to like chase the other side or or whatever. Sometimes it doesn't turn out so well, but usually it uh, turns out okay. Mybookie.ag, that's where you want to be. They have all the action, not just for NBA, but NFL as well. Of course, that means action-packed Sundays with huge cash prizes week in and week out. Get in on that action. Use promo code SGP and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet bet with the best this season for your chance to win big use promo code sgp and double your first deposit your winning season begins today only at mybookie.ag and how about last night just a really bold move to sit Jokic at the beginning of the fourth quarter and go with Plumley, and it works out for him i mean mm-hmm. it's the move that everyone's questioning on tinder on, on Tinder, on Twitter. <laughs> well, what, what, what Tinder are you on? Sure, <laughs> my mind's at. But uh, everyone's questioning on Twitter, um, and uh, and it just completely pays off. You know, he. I thought Mike, Michael Porter Jr. The way he's developed in these playoffs, and, and I want to get into his story more. Um, you got to give Michael Michael Malone a lot of credit for that. I mean, he's completely transformed Porter Jr.'s role from. You know, a shot happy gunner into just mm-hmm. the perfect, you know, reserve wing player who comes in and gives great energy on both ends. How about that tap out that that Michael Porter Jr. had over Zubac, uh, uh, getting above yeah. Zubac on the on the defensive glass to tip tap the ball out when when they need to get get stops. Just an unbelievable play early fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, great job by Mike Malone, and, I, and he well, also gave a ton of credit to Wes Unsell Jr. Um, for 
coming up with the defensive plan in this series. Wes Unsell Jr. has been rumored for a number of the head coaching openings this offseason. Yeah, which totally makes sense. And, yeah, give give that coaching staff a lot of credit for, um, you know, not just throwing Porter under the bus when he's done a lot of, you know, he's made a lot of young kind of idiot mistakes in the media, called for winning the ball more after a couple of losses in this series. And rather than just, like, being staunchy coaches and benching him and not maybe giving him more run, they actually seem to trust him more. And it's been great to see. I mean, he is just like a star in the making if coached right. Yeah, totally. And 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 now he looks like he can be a contributor on, on both ends of the floor. And, you know, I, I mean, we'll I guess we'll we'll talk about this later, but you know, they're still missing Will Barton. I think that's like one of the most underrated things of this run. Will Barton is a yeah, like a key piece, arguably their third best player, uh, during the regular season. So definitely uh Michael Porter Jr. is going to give them Another long-term piece on the wing. And, and we, we should just talk about Jokic, uh, you know, just absolutely. He was the best player in the series. Uh, and, and in another series, oh, by far. Kawhi, Paul George. Unguardable. Completely unguardable. We've just never seen a big man like this. You know, they talk about, uh, you know, Luke Walton being able, being a great one. The best passing big man of all time. But we've never seen a center be able to create off the dribble like Jokic, you know, he looks like he's going in slow motion, but still he's able to dribble around some of these guys. You know, he's Zubac for all the praise that a lot of people wanted to give Zubac earlier on in the season. He was he he was he could he, he was unplayable towards the end of this game. Like, um, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing by Doc Rivers. Obviously, they lost, but he decided not to go with him. And this Jokic's ascension has just been like none other we've seen. We forget, like, I mean, he looks like a 40-year-old guy playing in a pickup game. He's only 25 years old. He's been playing professionally, though, since he was 17 in Serbia, you know? (laughs) And he was a second-round draft pick in 2014. You know, he came out of that same draft as uh, Wiggins and Jabari Parker and Joel Embiid. And, uh, you know, other centers who were who went ahead of him were like Clint Capella and Yusuf Nurkic, which is really interesting that I forgot that the Nuggets drafted two centers in that same uh, draft. Two very similar looking centers, at least. Yeah. Um, You know, Dario Saric and Julius Randle were in that. And so the fact that he's gone from being uh, drafted below all those guys to now being the best center in the league above Joel Embiid, I put him now for sure. Is just, it's just been so fun, and I know this is just is kind of a Jokic jerk fest, but uh, I, I just think it's it's good to stop and remember where this guy has come from and where this Nuggets team has come from. Yeah, and and have you ever seen? I he had he had what sixteen points last night. Have you ever seen a more dominant offensive sixteen point thirteen shot performance? He had that game on a string in the second half, which is absolutely, I mean, in the first half too, but Jamal Murray's 25 points in the first half were absolutely massive. He got hot, um, and and we talked about it, how, you know, a few minutes of Jamal Murray cooking can keep you in a game, and, and they got that from him in the first half. Um, but yeah, Jokic just dealing everywhere, pinging passes all over the floor, 13 assists, couple highlight ones. Um yeah. yeah, I mean, when you see, you never see a center getting like recognizing when his point guard is hot, and then getting him going more. Exactly. You know, yeah. like he, 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 
you centers are known for like stomping up and down when they're not getting the ball enough in the post. Where Jokic is just this totally other animal who is who is getting his Jamal Murray who is who's been maligned a maligned star I will say like not getting enough credit for where he has been at and Jokic gets him going and now he's you know 40 points he scored you know Murray scored more than uh Kawhi and PG combined last night yeah yeah uh, do you want to do you want to get into the game specifically and then we could do a little Clippers post-mortem yeah uh yeah we can get into the game specifically I just wanted to uh yeah, I just wanted to really praise yeah. this Nuggets front office from coaching staff down to all the players. Right, it's a really fun team, and I although I stood to lose a lot of money last night, I could not help myself but rooting for them down the stretch. I was so excited, even though I lost money. Yeah, and, and look, this, this Nuggets team is the best ATS team in the playoffs. So I know we're a, we're a gambling podcast, and but just want all, all that has translated to. This team beating expectations of the market over and over again, and you get an outright win as a seven and a half point dog in Game Seven against Kawhi Leonard. So definitely, I mean, uh, I think if we if we move into the game now, I mean, I, I have to say, uh, just I, I, I th- th- there is all all that credit goes to Denver. I, I do think that that the Clippers kind of wish they had this one back in terms of shooting luck. I thought they got plenty of good looks. That, that weren't falling. The Nuggets did a great job defensively, you know, no doubt about that. But you look at you look at Kawhi Leonard, he's a guy who is liable to make mid-range jumpers. Paul George and Marcus Morris are guys who hit threes generally, um, and they just did not have it going offensively. And, and on, the, on the defensive end, obviously, inexcusable. They could not get a stop. So no, no uh, you know, don't, don't feel sorry for them in that respect. But um, a lot of missed shots and Look, I thought I thought Kawhi Leonard had tired legs. He was not himself tonight, um, and, and it really does lend credence to the idea that 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 what the Raptors did with load managing Kawhi last year kind of looks looks really fucking smart now. And now for another quick break, and we'll be right back. Oh man, it was just so great to see the teams back on the gridiron over the weekend. I know this is an NBA podcast, but uh, who doesn't love? to play a little DraftKings NFL as well. I mean, lucky for us, that was just week one, and there's no better place to get on all the action than DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head over to the App Store now because you don't want to miss out on this. Just draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up to the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the games quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has pays out billions to winners since 2012. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP for a limited time. New users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on week two action and a promo code SGP to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Outside of the Lakers, it seems like the younger teams have such an advantage with playing every other day. These younger legs seem to be playing better. I mean, you know, uh, 
the Celtics obviously a young team with young stars. The Heat, Jimmy Butler's not young. You know, Dragic is not young, but they have a lot of younger talent uh, that they can play, like Bam and and Tyler Hero uh, and Duncan Robinson. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you know, just taking a peek ahead, it is does that hurt the Lakers going forward? Uh, being a little bit of an older team. Uh, I think I think it might, uh, but you know the the one thing the Lakers have going for them is that LeBron James takes care of his body probably better than any other superstar in the NBA. Yeah. And Anthony Davis is kind of on the younger end, and he's obviously an athletic freak. Yeah. So that I do I do like that for them. Uh, and, and and look, Kawhi and PG. I mean, they were checked out all year, um, and, and it kind of came back to bite them at the end. They obviously were talking about a lot of yeah. chemistry issues. Um, but look, I, I, I do think, I think Gary Harris did a great job on Paul George. And I think Jeremy Grant did a really good job on, on Kawhi, making it tough for them, making them work for everything. And then on the other end, the Nuggets did such a good job of cutting and moving on offense that I thought it really tired out the Clippers, um, having a, you mm-hmm. know, chase, you have to chase Gary Harris around a couple screens. You have to chase Jamal Murray off a dribble handoff where he comes back around Jokic again. Then he cuts hard through the lane and gets out the other side. Monte Morris does a great job of that too, being kind of frenetic on offense. Um, and the Clippers continue to miscommunicate on defense, gave up a lot of easy looks for the Nuggets. And like we said, if you give Jokic an opening, he he finds it, he presses the advantage and they get open threes or and lay, they get layups and dunks. Um, or or you have Jokic and Jamal Murray who are really 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 good mid range shooters, um, and they've they've continued mm-hmm. to prove that they can kind of carry that superstar type shot profile while you have your Gary Harris's and Jeremy Grant's and your Michael Porter's who you really just want taking threes and dunks. Um, yeah, I mean, it was one of the big knocks of Denver coming into the bubble uh, of them not maybe being a full-on playoff contender is that they didn't have that dominant three-point shooter you know that they didn't uh you know now it's it's all about you got to have those dominant three-point performances to be able to win a title and you know murray and murray and Jokic were both around like 34 35 percent for their career for three-point this postseason Joker is at 46% from three, and Murray is at 49% from three. I mean, they are shooting their minds out yeah. from three-point land. Yeah, and 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 it, I don't think – I mean, let me pull the box score here real quick. Um, what did you think of, of the whole big man situation last night for the Clippers? I, th- I thought Harrell actually played pretty well last night. Defensively, he struggled, um, but offensively, yeah, he looked oddly like enough, Yeah, oddly enough, it was his best – game maybe since he came back into the bubble um and you're right but he just he he they had no answer uh even when they were doubling Jokic, they just had no answer for him um you know harrell played 25 minutes where zubac played 14 minutes um i don't know i i don't know what to say about it other than uh, doc rivers just got out coached yeah yeah i, I think he did i mean the fact that the Clipper the Clippers uh, just never really figured out what their lineup was. I mean, Zubac only played 14 minutes in this game after he played 30 minutes in uh, Game Six. So I think, mm-hmm. and you you saw after the game, Doc Rivers said he was uncomfortable in this series because he didn't really know about his rotations um, and because of conditioning issues that kind of came to bear here. Um, looks, I mean, I, I thought I thought Pat Bev played really well, so credit to him. 
he was actually plus four uh, in in a fifteen point loss. They were, I mean, they were getting twenty piece when when the starters came out. Um, but yeah, just I mean, Jamal Murray forty points on twenty six shots in a game seven. I mean, we always talk. I mean, didn't, didn't Kawhi Leonard take like forty one shots in that game seven against the Philly last year where he hit the four bouncer? Something, um, like, yeah, something like that. So just super efficient offense for the Nuggets. I mean. It felt like for a while they were just getting everything they wanted on the offensive end, especially uh, in that in that third quarter. They only put up 28 points, but the Clippers were so slogged. I mean, 18 and 15 in the third and fourth quarter, respectively. So just they got just completely, uh, you know, frozen up, and that's a, that was I thought a mixture of their their own discredit and uh, the Nuggets also really just flying around on defense. How good did Jokic look as a rim protector? He made a couple really, really nice plays at the rim uh, against Kawhi. He had three blocks in this game. That's very uncharacteristic for him. So shout out to him for being so active on that end. And look, Jokic played 40 minutes again. Other big men in the league do not do this. And and that's one of the most Mm -hmm. underrated parts about, about what he brings to the table, especially in the playoffs. He can go 40 minutes, carry you on offense, and in the right situation, he also can give you that defensive energy. I mean, Joel Embiid sat out a playoff game because he had a stomach bug. Remember that? When he had, he had the shits in a fucking playoff game and sat it out. Nikola Jokic <laughs> putting, giving you 40 minutes every night um, and uh, just an unreal game. Um, and and for, the, for the Clippers, I mean, we, we can say I wouldn't panic if I were them. Um, I, would, I would definitely not. I would definitely – I mean – I guess they they still have Kawhi and PG under contract for one more year, so I would I would just do the same thing again. I mean, I still think they win this title. I still agree with my prediction that a majority of times, out of a hundred, the Clippers and Lake one of the Clippers mm-hmm. and Lakers get there. Um, look, the Nuggets were down fifteen with like a minute to go, down three one in, in in the third quarter. I mean, that is just crazy. And then they I think they had like a point one percent chance of winning the series, and then come back and do it. So crazy but yeah. also I mean, very against the odds and for that reason I wouldn't panic if I was the Clippers yeah no I agree with you uh if you're a Clippers fan don't don't get too crazy give them another season I with this lineup I think they'll be a lot better um yeah Nuggets first team ever in a playoff season to come back from down 3-1 twice uh I wish I had bet the the Nuggets to win this all at the beginning it was what plus 900 you could have got them at um to win this series just insane um one thing i wanted to mention is that no this was the fourth game seven we've had and it went under again on the projected total even though it was the lowest projected total we've had in the game seven i think i like 208 um none of the games in this seven game series went over it was oh six and one for uh, totals, so definitely something to look at going forward in the Lakers Nuggets. The Lakers tend to go under a lot. Their projected totals being a bit of a slower team, so I think we could get some low-scoring games in the next series. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, another thing from this game, just want to credit. Obviously, there was there weren't that many big moments in this game because it, well, there was no crunch time. But I thought the officials were really good in this game. Didn't really notice mm-hmm. them at all, and like I like I always say, that's all we're looking for. We should never notice the refs. Uh, obvious fouls should be called, and nothing else. You know, each team only shot 16 free throws here, so I, I really enjoyed the way this game just got up and down. And 
you know, like we've been saying, it really it really allowed the Nuggets to, you know, kind of play freely on offense. It wasn't a whistle fest at all. So I enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I agree. Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, it was it was a real free wheeling game, um, and you could just see the Nuggets uh, play. Uh, the no matter when they were down, they never seemed to change their game plan. Always kept it loose, free wheeling team. You could just see the uh, Clippers tense up, and it was like, uh oh, here it comes. Now you know it'll be fifty years since they've made it into the Western Conference Finals. It's like you could almost see them getting in their head about this like Clippers curse, and uh, that's what ultimately undid them. Yeah, yeah, and that that Paul George, uh, that Paul George jumper that hit the top of the glass was kind of the the perfect image <laughs> for this uh, for this collapse by them. Okay, now just another quick break from our NBA playoffs discussion to talk about our friends at BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports books with NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, college football all back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets this season. Their best bet algorithm scans thousands of data points to give you the best bet recommendations for every game and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. For example, I'm looking at their site right now. And I know we are predicting the Celtics to have a bounce back game, game two. Uh, even though they're favored minus two and a half, uh, we're liking that bet. But BetQL says no. That is only a one star best bet. Maybe you don't want to go with the Celtics there. Maybe you want to go with their best bet, which is the total over 208 and a half. Uh, that is a five star bet bet right there from betql so go ahead that's a free one i'm just giving you you don't even you haven't even signed up so pay it forward go over to betql.co and use promo code sgp to get 20 percent off your first subscription you can download their app at uh, the app store or google play store and also if you live in new jersey pennsylvania indiana colorado or west virginia you can claim exclusive offers from sportsbooks and use betql's data to make the right bets again go over to betql.co and enter promo code sgp20 for your first subscription um goodbye clippers let's talk briefly about the nuggets lakers uh before we get into last night's game and series um we've got the nuggets at plus 425 to win the next series uh, lakers at minus 600 um for the first game which will be on uh friday we have the lakers minus six and a half and we've got a total at 212 uh, any thoughts of game one of Nuggets Lakers or any thoughts on uh, the series price? Uh, I definitely don't like either side of that series price right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's one that you definitely wait to see what happens in game one. Um, I think I think I think I whatever happens in game one, I, I might take the other side on an overreaction like. Because I, I could mm-hmm. definitely see the – I remember we, we talked about it last time, the Nuggets coming off an emotional game seven. Um, really, I, th- I thought they did a good job of conserving minutes in that game one and sort of gearing up, and then they were able to steal game two in that in the Clippers series. So I expect something similar here, although they do have one extra day of rest in between this and the Lakers game. But um, 
I expect mm-hmm. the Lakers to win game one outright. And then I think you get, you grab the Nuggets at like plus 800 or, or whatever they'll be. Um, or, or, or probably even more uh, enticing to most of the listeners would be if the Nuggets do get game one, you get the Lakers at a cheaper price uh, to sort mm-hmm. of rise as we know LeBron can oftentimes, you know, like he likes to feel out a series in game one. So no reaction to the series price right now. Game one, uh, you know, I, I can't fade this Nuggets team as as that big of a dog, uh, just of what they've shown in these playoffs. I, I don't think that they 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 have a knack for just keeping. I mean, they're the best ATS team in the playoffs. Going to continue to ride them. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but I do expect the Lakers to get the outright win. I, I think we see a close game where you know Lakers kind of hit a dagger late to to seal it. Um. I guess the biggest matchup to talk about is, you know, obviously the Clippers had no answer for Jokic. They had no defenders that could could match Jokic. Does AD, one of the best defensive big men in the league, does he make it just impossible for Jokic in this series? Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I, I think AD will definitely do a good job on him. Uh, but Jokic was a—I mean— it felt like Gobert did a great job on Jokic, and yet he still averaged, you know, 27, 8, and 5 in that series. So I think we have to yeah. kind of calibrate what Jokic's floor is. I definitely think AD is going to bother him. I mean, AD is amazing, and Frank Vogel showed a lot in that Rockets series. He were, he really was able to game plan a way to shut down the Rockets' offense. So I expect a another, you know, very gritty coaching battle here, you know, I think LeBron can also do a great job on Jokic. He's strong enough to hold up against him in the post uh, and obviously has a lot of veteran uh, sort of strength him as a defender. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think Jokic will, will find his moments in this series where he struggles, but his floor is high. I think Jamal Murray, that this looks like a good series for him on paper, but the, Rock, but the Lakers' perimeter defense kind of showed up against the Rockets. So if they could take James Harden yeah, out of what I he wants like- to do, could they take Jamal Murray out of it? Yeah, I feel like uh, playoff Rondo is a real thing, and he can really get in Jamal Murray's heads if he starts really uh, pressing him. Although, although full, Jamal full Murray, court. I thought did I, I thought Patrick Beverly had his moments in this series, but Jamal Murray, he's a really level-headed guy, and and he does not really get knocked off his spot easily. So he kind of handled Pat Bev. I thought that was that was sneaky mm-hmm. impressive because uh, Pat Bev has a make, makes a habit of kind of disrupting series. We see him getting Kevin Durant's head. Uh, Russell Westbrook in the past, um, mm-hmm. and Jamal Murray kind of just stuck to his guts, and he ended up winning the battle at the end. Obviously, got the last laugh with the Clippers going home. So, definitely yeah. uh, think Jamal Murray is ready for that sort of mental battle. But that being said, I mean the the, the Lakers' uh, per- perimeter guard, their guards defended really well in that series, and I wonder what system. I think the, the Nuggets are a little bit more difficult to game plan for the Rockets just because they're much less predictable and they can do it in different ways. Yeah. I mean, credit yeah, credit for Jamal Murray and his even-keel Canadianness or whatever it is because you're right, Pat Bev has gotten in the head of some of the biggest stars in the league. Most recently, Damian Lillard, who tweeted out last night, about. did you see the tweet about the Cancun tickets? Yeah, that was awesome. Pat Bev? That was hilarious. <laughs> um, which... You know, I saw CJ McCollum also tweet like, uh, well, you know, but it wasn't Pat Bev's fault in this series. He did his job. I don't know if he did his job. Obviously, Murray had 40 points last night, and uh, Pat Bev fouled out of game six. So, um, yeah, I don't know, McCollum. Uh, I wouldn't jump to Pat Bev's uh, defense here. 
Yeah, yeah. So what's your uh, what's your pick for this series in terms of who gets it done? How many games? I I'm with you, man. I don't want to pick against this Nuggets team. I've been picking against them uh, since the beginning of this bubble, and it's just killed me. Uh, I you're you're right. I don't like either side of that series price. That series price. I mean, you 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 can't lay minus six fifty like before you've seen a game in no. a series. Just not. It's not worthwhile a way to spend your money. Yeah, I mean, if I I'm with you, I'm gonna not. Um, I think the Lakers have had a lot of rest. Uh, you know, so much more rest, so much more time to game plan, even though I think they were probably game planning for the Clippers the whole time, and now they have to totally yeah, scrap yeah. those game plans. Um, but, you know, I the, the Nuggets lost game one of the Clippers series, and I, I have a, and they lost pretty bad, but they were coming off of a, a, an emotional seven-game series, just like the one they came off of. So I would go ahead and lean Lakers here. Yeah, in game one? For, the, for game one. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably... And, I, I don't like the, uh, the the six and a half, but I would definitely I definitely uh, think the Lakers are a good money line parlay candidate. Uh, maybe maybe with some of the NFL games because this game will be on Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, what I, I, I objectively I think I would say Lakers in six here. Um, but I, I uh, my heart obviously I'm going to be rooting. I'm, I'm I'm letting you know right now I will probably be taking the Nuggets as an underdog ATS every single game in this series. Um <laughs> and I am going to be I'm going to be riding right there uh, with the bandwagon but um Lakers and Lakers and 6 feels right to me. That does feel right to, to me as well. I'm going to say though I think what I am going to do and maybe it's not the smartest thing is I am taking I'll, I'll probably take Lakers minus the spread. I think the Lakers win this game one and probably win it pretty convincingly. And then I'm going to look at the series price for the Nuggets, which will definitely jump up higher than plus 425 and maybe put some money on Nuggets to win this series. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, no, I think that's a great plan, especially if – look, because what we saw in that in that Clippers-Nuggets game one was Malone pulled his guys mid to late third and said, okay, we're good. We're going to get ready for game two. Mm-hmm. So maybe you get a little big Lakers lead at the end of game one. Let's say they win that game by 15-20. Okay, the storyline is, you know, King James, blah, blah, blah. Like, why? you know, oh, we, we, we were robbed of Clippers-Lakers, like, which which we were in some in some respect. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I think that sounds great. And then when everybody doubts the Nuggets again, and that's when they're at their best. I mean, you, you we can't say it enough. This mm-hmm. team is... At their best, with their backs against the wall, um, you know that they 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 won in Milwaukee as a thirteen and a half point dog with seven players earlier this year and missing missing three starters. That was when I knew that this year's Nuggets team was and in this this not even this year's Nuggets team, just this Nuggets team in general. I've and my last break here, and uh, we'll be right back to finish up the discussion with Zach. Ever thought of starting your own sports book but don't know how? I know I have. Some tough times right now. I'd love to just 
sit back and, and be a bookie, but I don't know how to do that. Well, Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll give you everything you need with an all-inclusive professional betting site and all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. I love that live betting. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. That's right. Six weeks free to just try out, see if you can become a bookie. Go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Should we talk about Celtics Heat a little bit? Because we're 38 minutes in. Yeah, let's definitely let's definitely go to the next series. I mean, wow. I mean, it got lost last night, but what an amazing game one. Oh, Heat Celtics. I mean, just everything you could want from these two teams, I thought we predicted in this matchup. It, it came down to an amazing Bam Adebayo block. Uh, I don't know. I mean, tell me what you saw in this series. I, I, I feel like I've gone so into Heat love fest. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like you with the Nuggets right now. I, I don't think I could see them totally clearly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this game was... My my takeaway from this game was that this was an unreal game. Uh, it was just such a it was just such, it was such a great game, and I think the Celtics have to come out feeling okay. Uh, you know, you would like to have that have the have the late game execution back, but you you were coming off a seven game series, one of the most physical, intense series that we've seen in some time. Um, you know, I, I don't think game one was necessarily their game, and to go, be up fourteen late third. Uh, and not get the dub obviously hurts, but it showed that they have they have a pathway to beating this Heat team. Obviously, um, but yeah, that you got to start with that that Bam Adebayo block. That was just that was just absolutely sick. Um, you know, I was watching it with my family and just everyone just screaming, "Oh!" And I just, yeah, you know, one of those one of the most insane plays I've, I can remember seeing. And you know, that was just a absolute stuff and. Uh, you know, I, I honestly like the take by Jason Tatum. I'm, I'm happy with that. With that, sh- from the Celtics, I'm happy with that. With that shot attempt, uh, so I, I don't necessarily fault the Celtics. Just an even better play by Bam. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Jason Tatum uh, at the end of regulation and at the end of uh, you know the overtime, but had a chance to win it in, at the end of regulation. Took the last shot and had a chance to tie it at the end of. Uh, you know, overtime, but it got blocked by Bam. It was just an amazing block. And I, what it showed me is I just feel like this Heat team is just a grittier, just a grittier team. I, I hate to keep going back to that, like, you know, cliche, but they were down most of this game. It felt like it was going to be the Celtics game. And this Heat team just has just taken on that bulldog Jimmy Butler feel where they're just never going to give up. And uh, the Celtics have no answer for Bam Adebayo. Like, it's another spot where uh, the big man can't, you know, Daniel Tice did okay, but then, you know, ended up fouling out in the fourth quarter because he could not guard Bam. Yeah, and I I think that's really interesting because a big takeaway from this game that, and I don't know if I believe it or not. I haven't really decided, but Daniel Tice was plus 12 in his 35 minutes in this game, and he fouled out. Um, and obviously, credit to Bam for fouling him out. But if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm kind of holding on to that number and saying, okay, when we have Tice in the game, we are the better team. Um, and 
obviously he fouls out in the fourth quarter as Latino's up 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 double digits. So when they had Tice fully, Bam just he's just so good. Um, and and he is definitely entering himself in that conversation. Uh, in my opinion, with you know Gobert, Towns, Porzingis, sort of chasing down Embiid and then chasing down Jokic for the center conversation. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's much to take away from this game in terms of this series, like the sort of, you know, feel of this series changing. What do you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upgrading or downgrading here, if that makes sense. What do you think? I agree with you. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is. If you were if you were just an alien put on this earth and you watched the game last night and you're like who are the who's like the star on Boston? Uh you might have said Marcus Smart. I mean Marcus Smart has been so good on offense and that is not his game. I mean, you know, again last night took 13 threes, made six of them, shot 46% from 3, uh scored 26 points. Does this Marcus Smart keep up? I mean, they're going to need him to score those points if they're going to keep up with the Heat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he took 13 threes last night, so they're definitely not your yeah. not your uh, daddy's Marcus Smart anymore. Um, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I think he he might regress. But obviously, you have Kemba, uh, you know, going six of nineteen and. Kemba's one of nine from three in this game, so you know he'd love to have one or two of those back, obviously, for a game that went to overtime. Um, so he's got to yeah, be better. Yeah, but you've, you've been saying since we've been talking this whole playoffs, is like, oh, Ke- Kemba will turn it on next series, or Kemba, Kemba just needs to amp up and be the best player. Like, Kemba hasn't turned it on. I mean, I don't know. This just might not be his playoffs. Uh, I, I still think – I mean, he, he, he's, he's gotten good shots. Uh, he's missing them, but – I think obviously he showed with that with that late would have been dagger uh, over mm-hmm. over over Tyler Harrow late. Obviously, if Miami doesn't come back to win that game, I think that's kind of the takeaway from this game is that Hero and Drogic uh, are going to struggle in this series. And I thought the Celtics. My biggest takeaway from them is what are they doing on offense in picking the matchups to attack? This is. Going back to Game 7 against Toronto, you're going at Ananobi, literally one of the best defenders in the NBA. Now in this series, stop fucking trying to attack against Bam and Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler. It's it's not going to work. I mean, those guys, like you said, are all absolutely dominant, gritty defensive players. Get your switch onto Hero or Dragic and and attack them over and over again with Tatum and Kemba. I, I, I don't... I mean... It's one thing if you want to run an isolation offense, and we could talk about Brad Stevens kind of disappeared late in this game. The Celtics weren't doing anything offensively other than just, you know, grinding the clock down and running an ISO. But what are they doing with this matchup, with these decisions on matchups? You literally have Goran Jodges and Tyler Hero. They will not be able to guard any of your best offensive players. Get a, get a pick and roll, get the switch, and go. It's like this, this. This just insistence on trying to try Bam or Jay Crowder is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. It's just not going to yeah. work. I agree, and and you can see, I mean, your, your boy Duncan Robinson only played 17 minutes on here, and that was because he could not get it going offensively, and he can't guard, uh, you know, the other team. Um, so they, they did take advantage of him when he was in there. Uh, they did go at him a bit, and he, 
you know, again, it wasn't was only able to play 17 minutes, so that's a bit disappointing from Duncan. But um, I mean, a lot of people were kind of predicting that in the playoffs that he wouldn't be as uh, much of a factor just because of his lack of defense and uh, teams keying in on him from three. Um, I agree. I don't know if this changed my mind a lot in of the overall series, um, but the the series price swung from uh, you know the heats being heat or the Celtics being favored uh to them now at plus uh 135 and the heat are at minus 155 uh you know i have um five units on the heat to win the eastern conference finals uh is now the time i hedge we talked about this i thought the heat would win you said wait until he- the heat win game 1 if that's what you think and then hedge do I hedge now? Yeah, I probably would, and I'm I'm glad that that the formula that I uh, that I suggested worked out because I didn't I forgot about that that I did say that so I I maybe would I definitely uh, we could talk about I definitely like the Celtics in Game Two to bounce back I think this series uh, is not over uh, this this series hasn't even started yet in my opinion uh, you know you look at yeah. you look at a Celtics Raptors series where. Raptors got down 2-0 and were on the brink of 3-0. That game went seven and felt like it lasted forever. So, um, you know, I, I think the Celtics will have will have a their moment there in this series, um, and definitely going to most likely be locking them up in game two. Yeah, I can see that. I, I do feel like it, it will swing back towards the Celtics as well. Uh, the bookmakers are with you. Celtics are now favored by uh, two and a half when they were favored by one and a half coming into game one. They set the total at exactly the same as game one, which uh, went over fairly. It went over even if it hadn't gone into overtime. It's at 208 and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and stick with taking the over, and I am leaning towards the Celtics as well, though. God, I hate to go against the Heat. Yeah, I, I, I actually funny on that total. I mean, it's actually crazy. The Heat had a an 18-point quarter, then a 37-point quarter, then a 16-point mm-hmm. quarter, then a 35-point quarter. So <laughs> they were a second and fourth quarter team today, but they able to get the, the over. Um, uh, I, I think over don't really I honestly don't really have a feel for it, but uh, I, I could see the Celtics uh, getting going offensively, especially if Kemba does. Although, like you say, I, I continue to uh, say that. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. I I think we're both leaning Celtics in game two. I, I'm going to have to, you know, I, I jumped on real quick on the Sports Gambling Podcast late last night just to talk a little bit of uh, NBA with Ryan and Kramer. And I gave them the same uh, thing. Do I hedge now? And, of course, they both just said let it ride because that's their mentality for everything. Uh, and I do hate hedging, but, uh, you know, I'm going to do some soul searching here and, and maybe go there. Uh, anything else we want to say about this series? This has been a long episode, but uh, we had a lot to talk about. Um, I don't know. what. Sum it up here uh, with this series going forward. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a chess match and uh... – both team, I think Bam Adebayo obviously got the better of Jason Tatum in this game. I think we'll have a game in this series where you know Marcus Smart gets the best of Jimmy Butler or something like that. Um, yeah. So I think this is going to be a series where both team it's very zigzaggy and both teams sort of have their moments and uh, guys guys get the better of each other on both ends uh, different times. So should be a great series or at least I'm hoping so. 
Um, and then Nuggets Lakers. Um, you know, the Nuggets have nothing to lose. Obviously, they're kind of continue to play with house money, but uh, would love to see them make that series really competitive and make the Lakers earn a uh, chance to the title. So hopefully, we'll have a uh, two great conference finals. I don't think it's not the craziest uh, four teams that. Uh, but but it's definitely we. I think most people would have expected the Clippers and or the Bucks to be here. Um, but oh, absolutely not. It's it's not that crazy, but it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. No, literally uh, nobody with... picked the Nuggets over the Clippers. No, no, and and uh, we've been saying all including season, us. Um, yeah, no, we've been saying all season. It's a top. It felt like go with the favorites. Uh, and you know, it, go with the favorites in the playoffs. We came into the bubble saying definitely going to be Lakers or Clippers. Uh, you know, not, neither of us were on the Bucks, but I still felt like um, you know the Bucks had the you know it still felt like the Bucks were going to come out of the East, even though I bet uh, I, I put some money on the 76ers and I, I put some money on the Heat because I definitely felt like there was a, a chance of them not coming out. Um, but yeah, definitely nobody saw the Nuggets, and I don't know. I guess we're, we're rambling a bit. This is exciting. Um, what's we have uh, Miami Heat and the Celtics. That game is on Thursday. That's tomorrow. Then we'll have the Nuggets Lakers game one. We've previewed both of those games. I'm not sure exactly when we're coming back on the schedule. Zach and I need to talk about how we want to uh, record these uh, episodes going forward. But we'll definitely keep you guys updated. Always check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA picks for our picks against the spread every single game. Uh, also got a lot of great uh, fantasy football coverage on the site right now for those of you getting into football. Uh, I know it's hard to switch brain over from <laughs> NBA, NFL, but there's so much sports going on. It's just insane right now. It is it is a great time. I know that 2020 has been just a fucking kick in the balls for most of us, but uh, at least sports is fun right now. Yeah, I, I hope that there are some people out there who put their uh, stimulus check on Nuggets plus 800 to win that series. <laughs> uh, you know, you could turn that 1200 into, uh, what, $96,000. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if that I math did. is right at all, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully somebody did it. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. I By the end of this week, I will be giving out another hoodie to someone who sends me a screenshot of their review on Twitter at the Ryan McKee or hit me up at NBA Gambling Podcast at the SGPN.com. Follow Zach on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Uh, again, check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much for listening all the way to the end here if you're still with us. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.